The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. I'd like to begin with an amazing story with the late Rosh Hashiva of the Chavin Yeshiva, Reb Simcha Zisel Brody. One morning, Reb Simcha Zisel walked into the Chavin Yeshiva and his Talmidim could tell right away that something was wrong. He seemed perturbed. Something was bothering him. At the end of davening, one of the Talmidim that was very close to Reb Simcha Zisel said to him, Rebbe, is everything okay? You, you don't look okay. And he says, come. And he calls a few Bachram over, brings them into his study, and he shares with them an incredible dream that he had the previous night. He shares that in the middle of the night he has a dream, and in his dream, the mashkiach of the yeshiva that he went to as a young man comes to him and says to him, Simchazizel, how are you? What are you doing with your life? And Reb Simchazizel says, I'm being marbitz tire, I'm teaching, I'm a Rosh Hashiva. I'm trying to inspire the boys, to help them gain, to learn, to grow in Yiddishkeit. And the Mashkiach says, I need to share with you something frightening. He says, when I was Nifter, I was brought before the Bezdin Shalmala, the heavenly tribunal. And they said to me, come, we want to show you something. And they brought me to a street. On the street, it was dark. But on either side of the street were houses full of the most brilliant, beautiful, attractive light that I had ever dreamed possible. And the street endured. It continued for miles and miles. The same thing, houses and houses and houses with people in them, joyous people, men and women and children. And again, this incredible, radiant, brilliant, beautiful light. And I asked one of somebody there, however it works in the Bezdin Shamala, who are these people? Why are you showing me this? And they said, what do you mean? You built these houses. And the mashkiach says, I built them. I was never a builder. I was a simple mashkiach. And then they shared with me something profound. They said, listen up. Understand. What did you do before you became a mashkiach, before you became a spiritual advisor in the yeshiva you were in? He says, I'll be honest. I was a magid. I traveled from town to town. I tried giving speeches that would inspire the local population to upgrade their Yiddishkeit. And how did that work out? Not so great, I said. How many people came to your speeches? Not many. 10, 15, 20. If I was lucky, 30. And did, they, did the speeches accomplish anything? I'm not sure. Sometimes they fell asleep. Sometimes they didn't. It's hard to tell. Do you recollect one time when you went to Vilna and you spoke in this and this particular shul? And the mashkiach thinks for a moment and he says, I do. Why are you asking? How many people were by your speech? I don't know, eight or ten, he says. And do you think your speech had an impact? Honestly, I don't think much. A few of the people fell asleep. People walked away. They thanked me, but no one looked uplifted. Well, they told me in the Bezdin Shamala up in Shamayim. I have to share with you, they said something profound. In the Ezra's Nashim, in the women's gallery, there were two or three women. And one of them was a young lady who didn't want to fall asleep. She wanted to listen to what you were saying. But she was concerned that she was tired from working the whole day. So she brought with her some mending. She was a seamstress. And she brought with some stuff. And as you were speaking, this woman was listening. What was the content? What did you share? What was the point of your speech? And again, the mashkiach says, if I remember, I think I spoke about the youth in the generation. How the boys, and particularly the young ladies in that period of time, really didn't have a way to connect with Yiddishkeit in a meaningful way. This was before the Beis Yaakov system. And how many, so many girls were falling through the cracks and being attracted by all kinds of other isms. Not Judaism. 
Well, that young lady up in the Ezus Nashim, the seamstress, she was listening carefully and she was very taken by what you said. And she realized that in her own hometown of Krakow, where she was from, there was almost nothing being done for the young teenage girls. No one was teaching them. No one was connecting them. And many were falling through the cracks. And on the spot, she committed that she's going to do something about it. And that Shabbos, she invited a few young ladies over to her small little one-bedroom apartment, surrounded by all the mendings and all the different seamstress items. And she taught them, Tyra. And she tried to inspire them and to connect with them. And they were blown away. And that fledgling little Shabbos group turned eventually into a Beis Yaakov. And that Beis Yaakov turned to a network of Beis Yaakovs. And Daire Daires of generations of young ladies learning Tyra and staying connected and establishing beautiful Jewish homes. Because that lady listening in the Ezes Nashim was the famed Sarah Schneer, the founder of the Beis Yaakov movement. And you inspired her. And the impact of those words continue to linger and to endure until today. Because you see every Beis Yaakov girl, every girl that gets a meaningful Yiddish education is a direct response to Sarah Schneer starting the Beis Yaakov system. And you know those beautiful houses with the radiant light, with joy and simcha and children and boys and girls? Those are all homes where the mothers are Beis Yaakov girls, where the girls go to Beis Yaakov. And it's only because of that one drusha that you gave in Vilda to someone that you didn't even know was listening. Incredible. This mashkiach will continue to reap the benefits of that one speech forever. Reb Simchazisel saying over the dream, says to his Talmidim, at the end of the dream, the mashkiach said to me, Simchazisel, make sure to inspire your Talmidim because you never know the nitzchiyistic impact, the eternal impact of what your Talmidim can ultimately accomplish. And I came into Davidi today shaken from the dream because I realized the power, the responsibility of my position as a Rosh Hashiva. And we need to take this to heart. Because as human beings, we have to understand our actions don't just have consequences in the here and in the now. They have eternal consequences. I would like to encourage all of you to go onto that website, storiestoinspire.org. You will be inspired by the great stories that are right there for all of us.